Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Just another Manic Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Newcastle are up in fourth and Aston Villa disrespected Stephen Gerrard. It's Monday, 24th of October. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Vidushan Antaraja. And I pick Donaldson. Hi, everybody. It's lovely to see you. It's Football Ramble time, Jim Campbell. Can Hello. you feel it? I can. Oh, yeah. All around me. Uh-huh. Despite the draw, still top of the league, big boy. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Come on. Petey, good weekend? Great weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't need... Stuck any... in traffic for three hours trying to get out of Spurs. Good. Oh, is that oh, right? Yeah. Horrendous, isn't it? Made right. away with the points, though, didn't you? Made yeah. away with the points. <laughs> points, <laughs> points in the back Next of the Fiat 500. The, the passenger seat. <laughs> Anything to declare? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> three fat points. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Vish? What's your excuse? Excuse for what? I'm asking the questions here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ate a lot of mutton rolls yesterday at my cousin's 50th you birthday. You are an absolute... Oh, better, cuz. You are an absolute... So and so for a mutton roll. Don't have a go at me on the I'm Riley. not having a go. I'm yeah. just you, you've often touted Festival them. of Lights, not slights. Ah, especially not with those biceps, big boy. Um, uh, lovely stuff all round. Well, uh, gentlemen, I would like to uh, ask you first, Jim Campbell, what was your highlight of the weekend? My highlight of the weekend was quite weird. It was during, it was in the commentary of the Southampton Arsenal game where uh, Martin Odegaard um, had a shot that went just wide and Alan Smith said, it's a chance, a big chance, but he didn't leave a pause, so he sounded like Mario. He sort of went, it's a chance, a big chance. <laughs> it, was, it was great. Smashing. <laughs> a very specific yeah. highlight. Yeah, yeah. nice. Uh, Pete, um, well, it is Diwali, um, as you said, uh, Vish. I'm celebrating the uh, victory of uh, light over darkness. As long as you're not looking at it too closely. Uh, Miggy! <laughs> Miggy Almiron! I'm doing bits! Miggy Almiron! Doing bits! Ridiculous. Miggy Almiron! Doing bits! Five bits in a row! Yeah. Sending your big calves to the slaughter! And as, as Eddie Howe reminded everybody, um, that most of these players were at the club before the Saudis took over. So once again, thank mm. you, Mike Ashley. Did he actually say that? Uh, yeah, I think he said that. That's a shame. That's it a is, shame. yeah, yeah. I just want to bring it back down to earth. Yeah, he's, still, he's still reading about it. That was, <laughs> it when, he, when, he, when, he get, when he when he is across it, we'll ask him about it. It's a long book. War yeah. and peace. <laughs> Look, <he's>, <laughs> don't forget the war. Um, <laughs> he is just thanking Mike Ashley in a yeah. way. Which you is can, yeah, 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 No so, Newcastle yeah. fan can argue that the sport at the moment is not direct. So Let's not forget his work. Vish, other than the lamb rolls, uh, mutton rolls, sorry. Other than the mutton rolls. Um, my one's quite wholesome. So I don't know if you saw this, but um, when uh, Villa were walking out for the mm. match against Brentford at Villa Park, uh, Danny Ings wore sensory deprivation headphones because the mascot he was walking out with, Riley Reagan, has autism. Uh, and you see it a lot of football grounds now where they have sensory Little rooms, rooms yeah. but also um, you'll see young kids, yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes adults, with headphones mm. because, um, you know, sounds and too much sensory stimuli can... Um, and stress 
I suppose people people with autism out, mm-hmm. um, and it was absolutely fucking adorable. Yeah, and I saw it this morning, and I was like, "Hey, fever in October? That's weird." <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, honestly, like a beautiful thing, and and really interestingly, a load of people were replying to Villa's tweet about this yesterday, thanking Danny Ings and talking about their own experiences and their mm. own children as well, and then people posting loads of photos about how Danny Ings has done this thing in the past. And I thought that was just mm. a Get on incredibly on. lovely thing. Yeah, Lovely. Well done, Vish, bringing the tone back up. Uh, my highlight was... Uh, I, I better say this, because at the time of recording, Jesse Marsh is in a job, but just in case he has been sacked, that's all Fulham's fault. <laughs> <laughs> and Willian, Jim, who opened his account yeah, for apparently Fulham. Apparently so, It's very yeah. much Chelsea Willian at the it's moment. West London Willian, isn't it? It's, it's, it's not North London Willian. West no. London Willie. Let, Double agent all along. Indeed. Well, let's go to North London, Pete Donaldson, where Tottenham Hotspur got one goal... But Newcastle United got two. Mm. It was scintillating stuff. Uh, it was from, soggy stuff. It was. Second half. Uh, yeah, the weather. What was that all Eat about? Biscuit. All Eat across the biscuit. London yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, Newcastle, they were, they were brilliant. How said it was their best performance under him? Mm. Mm-hmm. I think it was... I think Eric Dyer had, had like a Freaky Friday body swap kind of situation with, um, you know, those inflatable men on garage forecourt. Oh, yeah. with the wavy arms. Yeah, just did really... They, did they have names? I Every think time they, it comes up, I they're can't... called inflatable men, but they're not inflatable. Yeah. That's, they're, they're doing their best to be inflated. Yes, but they're letting all the air out. I love those Ooh, guys. Yeah. I think that's my favourite thing ever. Those guys. Those guys. We'll get you on Monday, man. <laughs> I've got a little babby one. Have you? Have yeah. You? Oh. I'll show you later. <laughs> right. uh, oh, don't fall no. for it, Jim. Do you know what? Do you know what they're called? <laughs> Go what on. They're called, they're called sky, sky dancers. dancers. Yes, sky dancers. Right. But again, they're not in the sky. They're just yeah. sort of on the ground. It's, I just oh, even they're reaching up to the, the sky. More of a flail. Yeah, they were pro- originally called the tall boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's better. That's yeah. Lovely. Better. Yeah. No, no one's found a name that sticks yet. But no. anyway. But I th- but yeah, I think I think uh, Eric, Dar- the, Eric the back, Dyer's a sky dancer. I think the 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 heavy press that Newcastle were uh, applying against Spurs really put the wind up them yeah, uh, and the rain, and uh, they did? just they just felt oh. a bit. They really were Newcastle. astonishingly bad, and and they got rightly booed off uh, in the first half. Spurs Newcastle, uh, sorry, yeah, Newcastle could have had uh, could have had a few. That would, would have, have been harsh one. if Newcastle would have, but press more. Yeah. Yeah. We really, we, we yeah. really. Expectations not, we're not, have raised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not taking. We're not taking any of this for granted. Like, Fuck two nil. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> and from the highlights, you know, you didn't see how yeah, how bad uh, Spurs were mm. uh, in the first half at the back, and also how. Uh, time Westy yeah. and Newcastle were. That's they're very leaning into the baddies of the uh, of the yeah. league in in every sense. Yes. Uh, in the Premier League this season, they were astonishing. I thought Port was going to get sent off. Yeah, the amount of time Westy was doing it was love it. It was about as naughty as it gets. Yes. It was triple X rated. Oh time my goodness! I tell you what, with regards to Eric Dyer. When he suddenly was back in the England squad, praised for his performance, rightly so, he suddenly goes, oh, going man, wrong. That, that, that pass back made me yeah. see oh, into the World no. Cup. <laughs> Just, we, need, we, need, we need Maguire back, is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, I mean, what about that first goal, Vish? Callum Wilson. Shoving over Hugo Lloris and then <laughs> rudely wedging him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what did you think? Was it? Did you think it was a foul, or did you think it was a clean, perfectly good goal? No, I, I don't think it was a foul at all. I, I think it was very much. It looked like a chest bump. Hey. Well, no, it, it was a keeper coming out of his area and having that very keeper-like panic of like, oh God, where am can, I? They can touch me out here, can't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Because even you know when when um, when they slow it down and you can see the way he sells it mm. and then gets up straight away. If he doesn't sell it, I reckon he gets back into the box, even just on the edge, so he can use his hands instead of. Well, he nearly got his head to it. Well, he tried to head it, didn't he? Yeah, mm. but if he uses his hands, he saves it. Um, yeah. He's he wasted that. I th- I think he he does this all the time. You, you know, he does have a high profile Rick in him. Yep. You know, Spurs fans will tell you that. Um, France fans, France will fans will tell you that as well. And it's almost like his performance against United was wasted when it's like actually <laughs> concede four then and mm. get them out of a hole there. You know, get them Spurs out of a hole against Newcastle because it was. Yeah, it was so weak. I, I thought he was even at fault for the Aramon goal, letting that squeeze under him in the way it did. Oh, you know, come Aramon on. Did, yeah, no, I think Aramon so. was like killing Mbappe. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> it was brilliant, yeah. But you know, I thought Spurs actually started pretty well, not great, but... They had chances, where, didn't they? Yeah, that sun chance where he scores, obviously it's a different game. But it, uh, to me, it kind of identified the fact that it's much reflection on them needing to be more efficient because of how they play. Mm. And also... You do have to take your chances against this Newcastle side because when they are on it, they mm. are relentless. It's wave after wave, mm. and I, I would say it's um, it feels like. And, and Pete, uh, obviously, feel free to correct me, but it feels like a bit of a seismic moment for them. And I, I realise that's a bit of an oxymoron saying it's a bit of a seismic moment, mm. 
but a, rumble, know, a deep rumble. It, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it felt like I don't know, symbolic of Newcastle as the coming force in the Premier League. It probably what the second result of no after that draw with Man City. I, I think certainly with the forward injuries that they've got, um, Isaac and uh, and 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 um, Sir Maximin out and stuff. And and to be honest, the, the latter probably doesn't fit in with the system as, as well as he mm. might have done under Steve Bruce. But I think um, uh, I think winning away from home in those conditions and applying such fucking intensity uh, to a Spurs side um, I think they, they, they could get a very difficult opponent yeah yeah, well. yeah. But, but, but they were they Spurs were particularly poor first half and it was mm. all lost in the first half for me but, but you've got to take them though but I, what I was going to say is that look we talk about Newcastle and the ownership and so on and we, and we will continue to talk about that mm. uh, and Eddie Howe sometimes not covering himself in glory in, in, in certain comments but with regards to his coaching and what he's brought to that side it is actually quite impressive I, I, I've, I've said before and I'll repeatedly say <clears> the, the most disappointing thing thing about having you know my club stolen mm. effectively by um some, a nightmarish regime is that um a lot of the improvements in the Newcastle side and the way Newcastle are playing mm. it didn't need money you know you, you're telling me that you couldn't get Matt Target and Big Danby yeah. uh, at the back uh, with a, a moderate amount of investment with a billionaire owner with, well with, with, with a, yeah with a billionaire yeah. owner with yeah. someone who, who cared about the football club and you couldn't get um, Eddie Howe with promise of a little bit of investment mm. um, he, he could have transformed the club without having to take blood money uh, and, that, and that's the most disappointing thing for me I feel like um one of the most impressive things actually about the, the, the victory is, is really the manner of it from Newcastle. They looked very comfortable mm. in it. They didn't look like a team who have, you know, gone up perhaps slightly against expectations away from home against a, a, a essentially what you might deem a bigger side in the mm. league. They, they, their press is really good and their transition is really impressive mm. as well. Every time Spurs came at them, they were mm. they were not just repelling it, but comfortable with repelling it and then turning mm. it into another attack or essentially kind of setting the tempo. Mm. And it feels like there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on there, but it, it, it's also that <clears throat> they've got a lot of really, really standout individuals who are performing at a really high level at the moment and everything's sort of clicking. And, you know, they go up into the top four. It's We said a few weeks ago, mm. it feels like they're ahead of schedule. And yeah. I think, you know, you, you get a sense, especially at this point of the season, that some teams are just, they're just on a good run, whereas others are actually a kind of real long-term threat in the mm. in the competition and, and it, you know, relative to their ambitions. And I think Newcastle seem like, very much like the latter. What about Tottenham Hotspur, Jim? Only one of their seven Premier League wins this season has come against the team in, in the top half, which was against Brighton. Antonio Conte has already written off their title hopes, and that was before the game, actually. He yeah. said, only, in only 10 or 11 months, you cannot pass from ninth place to become the title contenders, especially when you finish 20 points less than the Monsters in England. Yeah, it's... Um... I, I kind of very much understand the frustrations of the Spurs fans, really, because there's a you, you would think there's a better team in there in terms of the attacking player. I know if you you look at the bench, it's maybe not as 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 deep as um as they might hope. There's a lot of frustration at Enoch and, and Daniel Levy at the moment, as there tends to be over and has been over the years. But um, you know, the, there are players in there that can certainly take a game to teams mm -hmm. in the way that they're not doing it. It's it's so so cautious and. It's it's surprising to me because Conte's Chelsea weren't like this. I know he probably had a lot more squad depth, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, well, I I think that the calls for sort of Conte to I don't know if they're, they're that loud, let, and I don't know how many people. Well, no, but some people say, oh, you know, he's the right man for the job. I think that's a bit silly because you remember the side he took over, and he really has changed it around yeah. a lot. But but we shall see. But Newcastle are up to fourth, above Chelsea and Manchester United, and Fulham in seventh. I was going to say just off the back of uh, Pete's comment about. Um, you know the the players that they've brought in, and also the players that are already there. I think the um, yeah, like credit does go have to go to Eddie Howe, not least because given the new owners, maybe other managers would have asked for a complete line change or lent towards that. Whereas mm -hmm. you know, two of the main players at the moment are players that he's worked with mm -hmm. and quite literally brought not quite literally, but you know, brought them from the ground up in terms of performances in terms of. Almiron and also Joe Linton. Because <clears throat> yeah. uh, and, and, Almiron always had the willing, like he'd bust a guy, he'd be all over the pitch, he'd run himself into the ground. And now he's operating with such confidence that that, that first goal he scored, well, rather, you know, the, the second goal, mm -hmm. um, even though I, I do think Loris was slightly at fault for it, mm -hmm. the way he burns, he, he's basically got the confidence to do all the good quality football things at the same pace he was running at before, yeah. Yeah. which makes him... At times, on player quite dangerous. Like, he, he he every he had the he had the beating of of the fullbacks at every single time, and he knew yeah. it. He was just knocking it past them and absolutely busting it. Well, it shows you confidence work. That that goal, that beautiful volley scored against Fulham. That's yeah. basically he's gone. Oh, I can do this. Yeah. Well, you, well, you, forget, you, forget, you forget that like he was the top 
um, yeah, he was the most expensive signing in Newcastle signed since Michael Owen. Remember, yeah. like, yeah, he, yeah. like they they Equal hadn't there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And longevity. I think I think Callum Wilson's two behind with that goal. I think he's two or there three behind Michael Owen. I think they're about lovely. to be knocked further down that list. <laughs> <laughs> also, we should just say very quickly on Spurs. Um, it is incredible how big a miss Kulusevski is. Mm. Because Ooh. there's lot, totally lot of shirts. Lot lot of shirts, shirts of Kulusevski just, It's an incredible. It's incredible how big a miss Stephen Gerrard is at Aston Villa. <laughs> uh, Villa four, Brentford nil. Two minutes the first goal, seven minutes the second goal, 14 minutes the third goal. That is a massive dig at Steven Gerrard. He got the big calls right. <laughs> I wonder what... Um, that's, three, that is it, isn't it? I wonder what Nintendo 3DS games that wanking man bought on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> what a weekend he's had. I'd say, well... Has anybody heard from him? No, I, really I, no, I, yeah. I, I hate to think. Yeah, the whole obviously, end... if you do go looking for him, knock first. <laughs> Put his I cup could, of tea on the side. I would call the fire brigade personally. Mm. Uh, the whole end was singing. Are you watching Stevie G? I mean, three goals in the first fifteen. Imagine minutes. that he had to take the bus home from the game yeah. after he'd been sacked, yeah. and then know. you know, I'm not going to watch the game. I should probably <laughs> turn my alerts off as well. well the first two minutes, I wouldn't care. It was the most training ground goal I know. from the corner as well. <laughs> yeah, my. Training ground. Yeah. It was my training ground yeah, yeah, thirty yeah. minutes ago. When did they it's do this? I was there on Tuesday. <laughs> I know. When did they work on this? It's <laughs> mental. It's, it is. It is. I mean, what a new manager bounce that is. <laughs> well, it's a no manager bounce, isn't it? it is. Yeah. I mean, have <clears throat> managers traditionally worked out well for Villa? Some of them, yes. Most of them, you'd probably say no. So you just don't have one. That's a manager list. Yeah. 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 Okay. It could work for a lot of clubs. Because like, when you when you look at <laughs> how they sandwich. who's what? your manager? Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't give people ideas. Mark. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, because like, on paper they. It was like they gave it to a FIFA kid. Like, what would you do? It was like, I would play our four best attackers yeah, up front. Because yeah. they're all quick. Yeah. They can bang yeah. it from miles. Let's see what happens. Brilliant. Yeah. It was absolutely I'll give, outstanding. I'll give Danny Ings his second 90, 90 minutes this season. Yeah. yeah. And it uh, turns out he's quite good, isn't he? Um, it, it was just, Aaron Danks became the first coach in Aston Villa's Danks history. Out. Yeah. <laughs> it's very Aussie, yeah. Oh, Danksy. Oh, uh, Yeah, first uh, coach in Aston Villa's history to win his first game in charge the club by four or more goals. So and he's not even really in charge. And a history maker. He looked, I mean, he looked embarrassed on Match of the Day in his interview. He was a bit like, yeah, I, sorry about that. <laughs> Don't really want to be here. 4-0 did not flatter them, did it? They no. really no. peppered Brentford's goal. They looked every time they came forward. If you, again, if you had no, if you came from a, 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 another country which, you know, don't, watch football or certainly don't watch Premier Hello, League. No I'm idea. from another country <laughs> yeah. and I don't watch football. We don't watch football. Right. Uh, let's go watch some football. <laughs> exactly. What you is would, this football? You would think, oh, the, these guys are extremely good at this. Right, okay. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. think this is an anomaly. Well, to be fair to Villa though, I mean, we all watched the Chelsea game together and they were pretty good in that didn't game. Didn't score a goal. They, they didn't score a goal, but mm. they, they had a lot. They It wasn't well, like they weren't up after 15 minutes. They certainly were they? weren't. I'm not saying it was comparable, Marcus. <laughs> I'm saying that they. it's not like Villa weren't creating chances and, mm. and were just completely shit. Yeah. But um, only conceded so, three against Fulham <laughs> it's, it's very <laughs> so we watched the Chelsea game together we did yeah, right? yeah, yeah. and yeah. it wasn't like Villa were completely <clears throat> useless was it so it no. just seems like they are that, that, that something's clicking a bit more you know it, well my point is Jim that, that I understand what you're saying which does testify to these players being good players when I was watching them at Craven Cottage on Thursday with, I was with Andy I was saying to myself it's a funny one because Fulham look in complete control and I'm not worried about Villa coming back mm. in the slightest despite the fact you've got Ings Watkins Douglas Louise in there uh, McGinn uh, Mings you know these are Wendy. international players Brendan, you know the vast majority even Martinez and Gold who actually I mean, can't blame him for that he actually had a good game but these are international players so uh, and, and that's the thing you know they are reminding everybody they, that. but I, I just I don't know what the mindset is is it sort of and I, I joked about but is it almost like disrespectful to the man or not disrespectful to the manager but you do think to yourself like where was this like can a manager have that much influence on everybody was he dragging everybody down that much I mean Perhaps he was. I mean, the Villa fans certainly think so. Yeah, I mean, you know, the few Villa fans that I know when he got sacked were like overjoyed, yeah. and it completely took me by surprise because mm. I, I just thought, you know, it was the same time that Dean Smith got got sacked in the same you know point of the season, and I was like, oh, maybe just, yeah, maybe has it not quite worked out for him? Did he took take too much of a gamble on buying players for the here and now? And evidently, the here and now is totally fine. Yeah. Well, interestingly, Danks benched uh, John McGinn, who's the captain, uh, which, you know, he was, you know, he's an ever present in that Villa side. And, and Gerard 
gave McGinn the captaincy, which caused a bit of unrest and upset at uh, Aston Villa because Mings was the captain, of course. Uh, but with regards to Brentford, I mean, it's a very poor result for them. I mean, I suppose you could argue that uh, they couldn't have planned for Aston Villa throwing that many men forward in such uh, exciting fashion. But they could, they could stop Watkins and run the three goals at it before he Maybe, goes Yeah, <laughs> they, 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 could, they could have done a bit better there. Um, hat-trick of attempt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, well, Ivan Tony, uh, he was oh, very strong words on, uh, on, on Twitter after the game. He said, it was a shambles, to be honest. They fully deserved the result and there could have been more we were like a bunch of kids out there I don't <laughs> mind losing games mm. uh, but not like that embarrassing performance from the boys you sure you want to play for England mate yeah exactly Yeah. <laughs> sorry it was in a TV interview not on uh, on Twitter and uh, <laughs> imagine if you went on Twitter we look like children out there well you know I, mean, I got confused because he often does take the use Twitter of the word, use of the word the boys almost mm, disassociates himself from it a little bit you perhaps, perhaps, maybe. I wouldn't have used those words. Yeah, that, that, that's why I'm not a Premier League footballer. It comes into it though, because Brentford were really bad, weren't they? Yeah, they were. They did help Villa out. It was so funny though. Getting because... Gerard, like, God's sakes. Yeah, well, there was one headline that said um, Thomas Frank doesn't shake uh, uh, links with, with the Villa job, and I thought, well, I bet he's not now. <laughs> <laughs> Get him in. Oh dearie me. Well, uh, gentlemen, before um, we go uh, to a break, we're just going to park the Premier League for a moment and talk about uh, some fightings that have been happening around. Great Britain. Uh, thanks to Stephen <laughs> in football, in fo- not, not just like in like that? provincial town yeah. centres over the weekend. <laughs> if you've had a fight this weekend, send it, send it in. <laughs> thanks to Stephen on Twitter for bringing to our attention a quite remarkable mass brawl uh, in the North Wales derby this weekend. Seven red cards and ten yellow cards as uh, Bangor 1876 beat local rivals Real 1879. A mass brawl broke out in the 94th minute, which saw five players sent off, including two real subs. It was tasty. In fact, terrifying. It, it, yeah, terrifying. Was... Some very hard blokes mm. involved in that. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite distressing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this is distressing. This yeah. is a video nasty. It was a video... Your mother wouldn't like it. <laughs> a video nasty. <laughs> um, yeah, your mother wouldn't like it. Mm. I mean, there was... Uh, <laughs> You'd was... hear someone shouting World Star at the start of the video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody shouts World Star anymore. Yeah. I miss yeah. those times. I can't remember those times. Yeah, World Star hip-hop. Uh... Just where all fights... Oh, um, I see. Yeah, Rubenesque ladies, you could find them. <laughs> Take me back to these times, Peter. <laughs> uh, well, there, there was a slightly more um, playful approach in Scotland to uh, their sendings off because Dunbar uh, were playing Stirling Uni in the early rounds of the Scottish Cup. Dunbar, Dunbar player got sent off for a rather meaty challenge. And then uh, the player who was down on the ground, who's like, rolling around in agony, uh, the Dunbar player wasn't having any of it. So he booted the ball and smashed it off his back as he walked <laughs> off the pitch. <laughs> he really did leather him. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. As someone who's been out in Stirling Uni uh, mm. where it's a nice I was, part of the country I, think, I didn't see much of it I don't think Story's going to check that out yeah <laughs> I, I didn't see much of it but I was was in a, a bar maybe it was the student union um, where you can <laughs> there's like a, a balcony to mm. watch people to watch people. to watch the dance floor basically oh, okay. which is a little bit sinister on, on reflection <laughs> Um, <laughs> don't do it for And I was, I was there dancing with a couple of mates and someone the biggest man I've ever seen bumped into me and I and he went, What are you doing? Are you dancing? And I was like, Yeah. He's like, Go on, lad. <laughs> I was like, What, like, as in dance for you. me? No. Oh, okay. It was just more like, Oh, yeah, good on you. And I was like, We are on the dance floor. What, what are you doing here? <laughs> are you yeah. But I, I feared for my life for a little bit. So I can, when I saw that clip, I was like, Oh, yeah. I know Sterling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know Sterling. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, there we are, everybody. Right, let's have a quick break. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Instagram might get me a job, so that my pro license, forget my pro license and all my football experience, Instagram will get me a job. That's great, that. You should have told me that years ago. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's agent there. Uh, welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Good to have you back. Uh, right. Oh, my goodness. Exciting news. Spine-tingling exciting news, everybody. The Football Supporters Association have nominated us for their Podcast of the Year award. They know their onions, don't they? Um, we've been shortlisted for this before, but we've never clinched the trophy. But this is our year, and we need your help. We need you to make it happen. Head over to the FSA Awards homepage. That's the FSA Awards, or see their pinned tweet on the FSA Twitter page and get voting. You'll need to vote for all 10 categories, so just speed through all that, uh, Tosh, and give us the nod, OK? Uh, voting closes on Monday, the 31st of October, so get a jog on. Thank you very much for your support. Come on, mate, it's, it's our year. It's our yeah. year. We've yeah. never fucking won it. We always... Why, why are we always, like, the, the not getting it? Because why <laughs> not... Win it. Because give us it! Where the Miggy Armour on? Glenn Denning's fucking... Jack Grealish. Exactly. <laughs> Give us the fucking award. Glenn Denning, they're backed by a big <laughs> national newspaper. Who funds you, Football Weekly? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Who funds you? Exactly. We don't, we, we st- there's still question marks over that. <laughs> yeah. So get involved, everyone. We need you. Let's have a call to arms because they will hate it if they don't win. Also, <laughs> not, also if, you, if, you look at the, uh, if you look at the age range of our fan base as well, a lot mm. of people will have multiple email addresses. Do not afraid to use them. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Burners all over the place, use. yeah. <laughs> support, their, support their journalism with a contribution of any size. Yeah, yeah absolutely. As the website always tells us. Yeah, yeah. Support us with a fucking vote, yeah? Yeah, there you yeah. are. Because right. we've been doing it as long as them, if not longer, yes. and we deserve a little bauble. Exactly. <laughs> what a bauble. What a bauble. This side of Christmas. This side of Christmas. Okay, right, everybody. Right. There okay. we are. Okay, well and Spelzy's done. not doing the post-match interview, so, that, so it wouldn't be weird <laughs> to interview I... himself. Oh, that would be it's nice, perfect. wouldn't it? Imagine if, imagine if Gerard did the post-pass interview. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, right then. Uh, gentlemen, back into the Premier League. Uh, Nottingham Forest 1, Liverpool nil. Who saw this coming? This, this is one of the most outrageous results <laughs> I've seen in a long time. Do you think? Yeah, this is this is a nonsense of a result. Okay. <laughs> because even when you watch the highlights, yeah. having watched the game, you're yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. You're still waiting for Liverpool to score. <laughs> that ball comes into Van Dijk and you're like, is this going to go in the goal? But right. over and over again, it yeah. came into Van Dijk. Yeah. It's weird. Yes, yeah. It's the point of even Klopp commented on it. He was digging out Van Dijk. <laughs> like, Bloody hell, that's how... Well, Liverpool's still yet to win away from home. That is fascinating. Yeah. That's that is fascinating. So that does put the result into context mm. a little bit. It's Forrest's second win of the season. Got them off the bottom for a, for a short while until... Uh, I think it was Leicester who uh, put them back there. Um, but, but it's not insignificant, that, though, because the mm. bottom three are all on nine points yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. So Forrest, yeah. like, it's, it's not like their bad start of the season has been undone, but it, it almost feels like they were kind of marooned there at the bottom, and they're absolutely not. Mm. This gives them a... If they can use this as a platform, it yes. gives them a really good chance. It's quite clustered down there, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Well, yeah, so Villa in, Villa in 14th off the back of that win, and they've got 12 points. Yeah. So Do you not think it might, do you not think it might <laughs> just be one of those ones where it's like, you, you've had you one? 
You know what I mean? You, you go down and go, we had a nice day out, didn't we? We had a nice day out. Yeah, quite possibly. Home. Quite possibly. Well, you've, yeah. gone, you've gone to the White House, you've got a pen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Teo, Teo uh, Awaniyi uh, scored the goal for Forrest. Um, apparently he spent six years on Liverpool's books. He didn't He didn't play uh, any um, minutes for the, for, the, for the full side, of course. Mm. Now, I thought that he... He looked like a man who was expecting VAR to rule it out for offside. Right, but then okay. because that he was in Liverpool, people were saying he did a muted celebration. <laughs> he did, and it, then he sort of kind of gave it the it was big one. He, did, he, did little, he didn't know what to do. Did he, he did a little strut, didn't he? He did. Yeah. I, I don't mind that. I, yeah, I, I think it absolutely depends on... It wasn't an Alex Wobey. It wasn't no. for a long time. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I can kind of understand Formative it. years as well. Yeah. It absolutely depends on the player yeah. and their relationship with the club. I, I don't mm. like however long or small it yeah, but is. He's at Forest now and they need points. Yeah, and he got, he got them that. All right, it fair it really seemed like he, he kind of couldn't believe it was real. And I, then remembered, I think, the, oh, I should probably do a celebration. I think he was expecting VAR to rule it out. Right. I honestly think he probably thought I was offside there. And then he went mad as the game then restarted. <laughs> you just see him jumping around. <laughs> well, that was delayed. <laughs> but he, but it was the only goal of the game. Jesse Lincoln had a good game. He suddenly remembered there's a World Cup next month, didn't he? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. He was full of it, though. Did you see him after? The, he's doing that little arm routine when he's just sort of flinging that them little, around. All right, Grand, that, that little arm routine where he's sort of flinging them around. <laughs> he was dancing. He was on the dance. Were you dancing? <laughs> um, he did have a good time. Dean Henderson. Yeah, he was brilliant, the, brilliant he was save again. And that, that wasn't the only good save he made as well. Just, he's such a commanding presence for them. Yes, like, he they is. are going to. A lot of points are going to be won by him, and then then building on on that kind of assurance that he brings. And Brennan Johnson hitting the post late on as well. Like, oh. It could have been worse for Liverpool. Yeah, that, that was that was mad. That yeah, because you never see when a goalkeeper goes up the other end. You never see another team score from it, or very very rarely. And for a moment, I thought, "Oh, we're going to see that," and then it hit the post. Yeah, I do think from Liverpool's point of view, um, you know. It's not like nothing's been made of it, but Diaz and, and Jota are missing for not insignificant periods. Mm. And obviously, the Thiago's out as well. And, you know, they are really, really key players mm-hmm. who are so important to the way Liverpool move the ball and, and kind of keep that fluidity. And I, I just their midfield isn't controlling games as it has done in seasons past. And mm. any team would struggle without many key players missing. But they're so. And Fabinho is playing like a drain at the moment. But they're so Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, I know we've, we've talked about the. the, the, the you know, the, the energy sapping last season and how the inertia could set in and how difficult it is to raise yourself and so on. But but they they really, you know, that performance against Manchester City the other, the other game when, of course, they won 1-0, you know, they look they look great again and, and so on. It, it's very stop-start. And it is not too dissimilar to that final season off the top of my head that Klopp had at Dortmund because they did reach a cup final in that season at Dortmund, which I, th- I think they lost. So I... Yeah, I, it's it's very interesting to see how this will play out for Liverpool because, I mean, if they miss out on Champions League, which they well could do, um, that would be a massive, massive blow, especially what they've been, been yeah. you know, doing. And also in terms of finances and, and, and so on, you know, they, they budget for being a, a Champions League club, as they should. So if they were to miss out, um, you know, we shall see. But Klopp was rather spiky, as he can be, uh, after a game in which he's lost. He was reluctant to praise Nottingham Forest, and he said, giving a team six clear chances after a set piece, <laughs> I'm not sure uh, where I should put the praise, to be honest. Nottingham Forest are a great team, Steve Cooper's a great manager, but we have to win here and, and didn't, so credit to Nottingham. That's, I don't think so, that's... So, uh, w- w- was he asked to, essentially asked to praise Forest? I think that's Because probably... that's, that's how it sounds. I, I kind of... I do sort of get this from Klopp's point of view because mm. if if someone's putting that to him in a yeah. post match interview, it's a bit <clears> annoying. <throat> like he doesn't have to praise his opponent, does he? No, it, it puts him on the spot. Yeah, it? I think managers are often sort of you know, oh, credit to the opponent and so on. But we da 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 da, and and of course he's right. I mean, you know, they had chances to to, to do something in the game, but it was a much better performance from Forest, and they will take a lot of heart from that. And as you say, they're still right in the mix. However, when all said and done, I I. I tend to agree with Pete there I think this might just be a, a, a one-off and if it is a one-off make the most of it which those fans bloody well did <laughs> yeah they, they deserve credit for being a lot more robust than they have been Obviously, it looked like VE day when, you know after the game, it was incredible <laughs> VL day <laughs> but it, you know they obviously went, went to a back four that midfield three mm-hmm. were just focused on destroying yeah. and I've been intrigued by Ryan Yates so far this season because because of the way the results have been and because of how Forrest have been, not necessarily in midfield, but the way they've been overall generally, um, at, his, at his worst, he's just a bit of a gobby shithouse. Mm. <laughs> but he constantly putting his body on the line. I'm amazed he didn't pick up a yellow card 
um, on the weekend because that's the kind of game he picks it up a yellow card mm. in because he's always everywhere. He's in people's faces and he kind of, you know, he, I think he led the foul count in the Liverpool game, but was basically, you know, just as the captain, just a proper general in midfield there. Mm-hmm. Like with Chiate and um, Freuler, they didn't give them any space. And I think they were helped maybe a little bit by the fact that because there was no Thiago, a lot of the game happened in front of them yeah. with a bank of four behind them because it looked, you know, their defence, Cook in particular, who mm-hmm. um, has looked properly off the pace at times this season. You know, they everyone looked a little bit more comfortable in the roles they were doing. And it was helped by the fact that you know, Lingard, Aroni and, um, and Johnson were able to carry the ball forward in the way that they were. Um, but yeah, like I, I do wonder if they've just happened a bit by obviously setting up to stifle Liverpool if they've happened upon a method that yeah. perhaps they should adopt, at least between now and the World Cup. Yeah, well, and it's a method that you can use against bigger sides. Yeah. I suppose to frustrate them. You know. So it was Gibbs White who started, didn't he? Um, yeah. So yeah, sorry, those front three. But yeah, like maybe it's not going to be the most exciting, but I suppose... You know they've done the exciting thing in getting to the Premier League. Maybe well, uh, it's about you know giving that, you know parking that a little bit and, and focusing yeah. on survival. Bringing some more players in Jan. All, all that. Yeah. Also, randomly, I don't know where this came from. Ori had quite a good game, didn't he? Yeah. And I mean, when they signed him as the last one through the door, I was like, the last thing you need for a cohesion <laughs> is this chaos of an individual. First one through the door, Jesse Lingard. I know it probably wasn't, but if you get the picture, last yeah. one through the door, Sergio. <laughs> they bookend the sort of yeah, you know, exactly. So. But um, no, no, yeah, he, he had he had a very good game as well. He did. He's 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 still got it. He's still got it in Did he have it before a little bit, though? Uh, well, he's discovered it then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, better late than never. <laughs> uh, but a great win for Forrest, nonetheless. Great win for Leicester City, mm. down the bottom. Mm. Uh, they beat Wolverhampton Wanderers at the Molyneux 4-0. Bad news for Brandy's chances of taking over at Villa. Very bad news. Um, but Brendan Rodgers simply said post-match, we were excellent. <laughs> on the, on the, on the, when I was at Spurs, on the television, uh, you obviously got fucking tellies everywhere, um, there was like three or four blocks in succession, walked up to the television, squinted and went, 4-0, Leicester! <laughs> it was so unbelievable. Yeah, Rogers also, uh, in, in, in his comments, mentioned, uh, he said, this, you know, this is a very honest group and they you know, had a tough challenge at the start and so on. I love that he talked about the honesty, honesty of the group. Honesty of the group. But we said uh, in the other game when they beat, um, uh, who was it they beat? Sort of, it was Forrest, I think. I can't remember if it was that game or one of their other recent victories. And uh, they're in pretty decent form at the moment, aren't they? The, 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 like, no one's really no- noticed. I talked about they've in the last five. They're all right. Yeah, well, we well we noticed Peter. We did, and we, and we spoke about them in their. Uh, they beat Leeds, of course, it was, and, and Harvey Barnes scored that lovely one. And, and Rogers said that's the best team goal you'll see this season, or words to that effect. You know, and I thought he's got his mojo back. Well, yeah. he's got he's, <laughs> he's got the bit between yeah, the those dentures there. Yes, he sees. Um, so my highlight before my very wholesome highlight was going to be Tielemans' goal. Oh, which was Madison's reaction. Gorgeous, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who scored a lovely goal himself. Yeah, he did. Um, but uh, Brother Brendy's reaction, yeah. the swagger is back. It is. Oh, it yeah. really is. The swagger and is back. If, if he can just, you know, settle his players and you use this result to kick on and get absolutely pumped uh, this weekend <laughs> against Man City, like, yeah. it would just be, it'll, it'll be worth it. Imagine. <laughs> I don't know. It's not hard to imagine, is it? I don't know. I, I think Leicester... Maybe change those words around. I do know. <laughs> <laughs> Leicester are going to do Arsenal a favour. Mm. <laughs> you reckon? In the title race, right. yeah. But you're right. I think he's got the, swa- the swagger back. But then one can forget, you know, you see a team down the bottom and they're not playing very, very well. And then Tielemans does that. Obviously, Madison, who has been playing very well and scoring, um, you know, you think, yeah, Tielemans, yeah, he's a really good player. Madison's a really good player. Mendy wasn't in the Premier League squad last season. And he was he, when he came on, he was really, really good. Yeah. And the, also the, the, the lad from... From uh, Belgium, uh, is it Fias? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, Fies, yeah, he did a great game for him. Yeah, he was and, very good. And then to top it all off, the forgotten man, Jamie Vardy. Oh, sh- should we just go through that? This is just Vardy in microcosm, isn't it? He drinks a Red Bull before coming on. We know that yeah. he's pre match moments routine. before coming on. Well, we know his pre match routine for years has he's been a Red Bull. He's probably running on burping. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I, yeah. Bet his, I bet his poo is multicolored. Oh. He just looks the sort who just eats a lot of sweets and drinks a lot of fizzy yeah. monster energy drinks. Taste the rainbow, excrete the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he has his you know, traditional pre-game Red Bull from yeah. the bench. He comes on. Mm. He becomes the first player over 30 to mm. score 100 Premier League goals. Yeah. He then he then howls at the Wolves fans, <laughs> mm-hmm. like kind of like pinches his nose a little bit. and, and you, as if there's a smell. Yeah, yeah, and then mouths, you fucking stink. <laughs> it is just 
absolute Vardy masterclass. Yeah, it is. It's perfect. Like he, was, what, he was on the pitch 10 minutes. He's like, oh, you fucking stink. And I do realise that wolves are smells, you know, they smell more yeah. powerfully than humans. It's just, and you still smell. You've got all this, as you say, you've got all the stuff that nutritionists would tear their hair out at. He's very effective, has a very impressive stat about the 100 goals and over 30, and then absolutely mugs off a load of ordinary decent citizens. <laughs> Just a knob. Yeah. Just a knob. For, for the fun of it. <laughs> He's going to hit 42 and, and retire and go, oh, I just have the biggest sugar hangover in his yeah. life. He's I, just going to come down and go, oh, God. I think he'll be straight off, as we've said before, to Ibiza as a rep. Yeah, my my favourite yeah. player. Can't, can't state it enough. So, on, you know, elsewhere, though, I think what's, what's, this is difficult for Wolves, isn't it? Obviously, I think they're going to stick with Steve Davis until well, until the World Cup, is, is yeah, uh, those rumours we're hearing. Um, Are they confirmed that, yeah, he will be in charge uh, until 2023? And, and this is a significant result and it's it, you always got to be careful I think reading too much into Derby results in these situations because obviously they're a bit more high octane and, and, and they're kind of emotionally led sometimes but Leicester look like they're in a full false position and mm. Wolves really don't yeah Wolves are struggling I mean the funny thing is Wolves actually did okay in the early part of the game you know they, they might have scored another day but the fact is they lost 4-0 mm. and they and they are struggling and with regards to finding a new manager I mean QPR boss Michael Beale obviously rejected uh, that offer and uh, the, the, the it's chairman, sting, isn't it? It really is. I prefer the stability of QPR. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that an out of date opinion, and yes. I apologise. Don't worry, Jim. Uh, I'm not a, above a cheap gag. Yes, you exactly. Know. You're you're in Vardy's slipstream there. Uh, chairman Jeff Shee said that there are no outstanding candidates. So basically, he said, "Well, we will just stuck with this bloke for a bit." <laughs> but, but <laughs> they're in a they're in a weird bind here because you know um, Villa are looking for a new manager. Yeah. Uh, there's every chance that, give it a couple of weeks, Leeds are looking for a new manager. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you're fighting between three other teams well, to, right. to sell yourself and almost present your case as the one who's going to get out of this. And the other two, you know, traditionally would be bigger clubs than Wolves. I mean, yeah. I know in recent years, Wolves have, have fared a bit better. But yes, you, I mean, what's quite nice is that, um, especially with, with Wolves and Villa, you know, one candidate you could do the rounds and do all three interviews in the same day. Mm. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. Not, not too far. But, uh, but I think... Sorry, it's not, that was in jest. It's not a good point, obviously. <laughs> 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 All right, changing your tune, um, but yeah, I mean the Wolves have lost five in the last six. It's it's poor, and you know they are in trouble. And as you said, you know Forest getting that win is is quite congested down the bottom. The, the games are coming thick and fast now um, until the World Cup, of course. The, 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 I mean, I think I think a side like Wolves, they will take a lot of uh, solace in the fact that there is a World Cup coming, yeah, and that they do have that chance to just have a breather. And and but who will use that the most effectively? That you know that does remain to be seen. Um, incidentally, we we mentioned about Villa and um, and Pochettino. Apparently, he said he's you know he's not interested yeah. and, and dialed that down. Funnily enough, if I can briefly bring it back to the World Cup thing, I think it's everyone's talking about this, and it's it's like this season's going to be a South American season mm. where they 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 have the Apertura and the Clausura. Arsenal don't get they, a trophy they, if they top at Christmas. No, no, quite, unfortunately not. <laughs> um, but I, I wonder if actually a lot of teams are going to be potentially be a bit complacent after the World Cup if they've finished quite well you know when the break happens so I think Erling Haaland won't be no he, he'll be raring to go <laughs> well he won't be in Qatar of course well, he might, no, he might well, be he, there but he, he might pop over yeah indeed yeah. Um, he'll still manage to win the whole damn thing won't somehow he? Yeah, yeah exactly but yeah. he'll win the, the golden poop he's not he aren't even here <laughs> but I just think actually the, there's, a, there's a danger of that as well that actually coming back from such an extended break well, um it's it's harder to get yourself going. Yeah, mm. it is. Uh, gentlemen, Everton beat Crystal Palace 3-0. A big win for the Toffees and Frankie Lampard th- after three successive defeats. Uh, first time they've scored three goals this season. Um, the big point, uh, I suppose, for... Uh, for well, for me as an England fan, was Calvert Lewin score. Yeah, Gareth Southgate was watching, well. and brilliant feet from Iwobi in yeah. the build up to that, and I mean, not even the, his best assist of the day. I don't want to talk about Iwobi because he's not. He declared for Nigeria. Sorry, mate. Yeah, 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 but he's going to win the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Probably talk about it if he can wrestle it off Karen Benzema next time round. But yeah, but but good to see Calvert Lewin. He's had his injury problems and so on, and he, a, a fine finish. As Jim yeah, said. it was good. It was good. He properly bullied. Um, yeah. Uh, who did he go past? Was it Gay or? I think it was. Yeah, I mean that was pretty. Another gay. England defender. Yeah. Southgate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he, he did really well. It was a lovely, uncalvert Lewin first touch actually to make him, mm. and that obviously meant it because he was immediately on the sprint after he made that touch. But 
I, I just want to talk about Alex Iwobi. Do you? Uh, generally, that was one of the most outrageous performances from a player who, when he left Arsenal, felt like he was believing the hype of like being mm-hmm. this crafty wide man. Yeah. And the idea that he's he's played at number six this season. <laughs> crafty wide man. Yeah. I, just, I enjoyed that immensely. <laughs> played at number six this season. Here is number eight. The, the assist for the third goal. Yeah. That is Gooty S. Yeah. <laughs> God, nice to hear Gooty's yeah. name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gooty was a bastard for a deft um what one in particular. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that we saw it so many times it felt like it happened every other week. He um I don't know what's happened to him. I think of all the I'm I'm still a bit reticent to give Lampard total credit for this mm. for this about turn. Evidently he's doing something very right. But you have to give him some. No, 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 he's pumped up the energy. I think that this yeah. is That's all it, this Come is on. all about an energetic side playing a quite mm. listless and flat side who are just going through it. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, they've got a very thin squad and and, and Vieira's just finding it very hard to create stuff from midfield, which is ironic because he was a very good midfielder himself. Mm. So yeah, I, I I think it was just Evan just really just mm. turned it up to twelve and uh, and really reaped the rewards on that. Palace one. were very very poor. Mm. Yeah, uh, especially but, after how good they looked. Um, you know, last week. Yeah, well. absolutely. Yeah. The whole time Lampard's been at Everton, though, and he, he said it as he took took over. He he spoke a lot about the the atmosphere at the place and 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 what the fans expect and what the culture of, of the club is. And he seemed to get that, and he he sort of has tapped into that. And it, it this felt like a sort of culmination of that, didn't it? That yeah. this felt like what he's sort of been asking for and what he's been aiming for at the I've, same time. He's really got them flowing. Yeah. I've, I've criticised Lampard before, and I will continue to do so. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't rate him, uh, but I think this if he's ever if he's going to survive in this job, if he's going to make a, make a decent fist of it he has to do this. he has to um, check into that how strong they are uh, vocally the, the, the crowd at home and just and just pump up the energy levels and and, the, and they'll beat teams like uh, Palace who, who are in this sort of situation absolutely Anthony Gordon scored a, a tap in does that put another 10 million on his price tag <laughs> you'd assume so yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. well we're up to 60 60 million <laughs> or whatever Newcastle <laughs> are going to pay for absolutely gentlemen Tim Howard speaking of Everton Remember him? Well, you will, Vish, at Manchester yeah. United. Uh, he's been speaking about his time at Everton uh, this week, which uh, was was enjoyable to, to see. He had a pop at his former teammate, Royston, uh, Royston Drenther. I'm sure we remember him. Um, uh, Drenther, yeah, he, he had a pop at him for trying to have a secret hot tub party at the training ground at 2am. <laughs> Uh, Tim Howard said, I guess he'd never heard of CCTV because he ended up coming to the training ground in the middle of the night with friends and they were in the hot tub. I was just thinking, you're at the wrong club here, mate. Yeah, this is not, uh, this is not a nightclub. This is <laughs> yeah, this not some is. sort of weird underground rich person nightclub. <laughs> well, I mean, presumably then, the is it a proper hot tub or is it some sort of, like, it's got to be... No, it, might, it will be. Like the, a hydrotherapy it, thing, right? Well, not necessarily. It could just be for a bit of relaxation for the players after a long training session. But I mean, just imagine like little... little Ugh, burst blisters and plasters and oh, oh. I imagine they clean them. Yeah, yeah. I've, 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 it's like a public swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> they have a little Veruca bath. Do you think he went? It's like the Everton Lido for crying out loud. <laughs> Do you think he brought all his mates there? Like, remember, um, has everyone got a pound because you need to fill the lockers? <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to strap. Don't forget to strap it on your wrist as well. <laughs> that, is, that is absolutely outrageous. Also, yes. I like the idea of like he. He was like, okay, right. Um, party, you know, it's going to yeah. be quite sexy. It's like, where should we go? We need a hot tub. Everton training ground. Yeah. Yeah. Where should we go? Let's go to my work. Yeah. <laughs> Two in the morning Let's as well. The, yeah, who does it? Let's go to the office. Imagine if he rocks up here on Friday and like some of us that brought our mates have a piss up in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, uh, Drenthe uh, had previously uh, tried to justify why he was at the training ground at 2am. And Howard said, I remember because I was not, sorry, uh, Drenthe said, I remember because I was not feeling well that day. So I took my car to training because I didn't want to be late. I then needed to get my car back from the training ground in the morning. It was two o'clock in the morning, but in my mind I was like, what is two o'clock? Around this time I'm awake and at home sometimes. Yeah, not that time. Uh, and I want to get my car. But after that, it was a big problem for me that I got my car at two o'clock in the morning. One of the He's worst trying to convince himself, isn't I've he? ever heard. He's trying to convince yeah. himself. Yeah. I mean, it's CCTV. Just two, it's just two o'clock Roy's in the morning. Thing. Like, what's the big deal? I wanted my car. <laughs> it's at two o'clock. Well, who cares about two o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Is it even two o'clock now? Because I was ill. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it makes more sense that I would have got up I need, at two, like, gone out at 2 a.m. Why, why are you talking to me? I need to get my car it's somewhere. <laughs> why are you talking to me? Stop talking so loud as well because my headache is fucking gone. Are they your mates in the jacuzzi? Yeah, I think they are. Uh, maybe they've got my car. Try to paint himself as a different type of character and be like, look, I'm always up at two in the morning. <laughs> what, what are you on about? But the best thing is, I'm sometimes at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not always. <laughs> He's not, I'm usually, sometimes, on the odd occasion, you can find me there. Where were you at two o'clock in the morning, Royston? <laughs> maybe at home. 
Maybe. <laughs> it's a 50% chance, officer, that I was at home. <laughs> We've got CCT. Well, brilliant. Where was I? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, oh, we end the show uh, with an Icardi's update. Yes, thanks to uh, Marissa on Twitter for alerting us to the latest Icardi news. Over to you, Jim Campbell. Yes, so um, Galatasaray are apparently angry with Mauro because he's gone to Argentina to confront uh, Wanda uh, <laughs> after she starred in a music video where she's kissing a rapper. Oh, and have you seen have you seen the video, Fish? Yeah, people yeah. kept sending it to me. Yes, yeah, on many I different got, social media. I got a, a lot of I got this a lot, um, and it's fascinating because I mean. As it stands, Maro and Wanda have apparently broken up. Wanda is now just starting this music video, kissing this rapper. And there's a bit in the video where basically like the media confront them at the end and they just sort of ignore it and wave it away. And kind of pretty much every single shot Wanda's in, she is looking down the lens. And you know oh, who she's looking at. No. You know exactly who she's looking at. It is, can, can, how are they more chaotic when they're not together? Can we talk about the name of the song as well? Go on. El Ultimo. Romantical. <laughs> what, what does that translate to? <laughs> it's just, it's, Fantastic. Yeah. The last no. romantic, actually. It, it, he's called El Gante, and uh, he's significantly younger than Wanda as well, it would seem. It is... It's an awful song as well. <laughs> I think that's probably what Marrow's most upset about, the I quality right. of the song. You've, so you've, if you're going to do this... Yes. Don't get involved in the last romantic. Also, so they broke up... Or rather, they were... So when were they burning their... A furniture in Lake Como. That was two that was weeks a, ago. Yeah, yeah, not long ago. Okay, so it's not like music videos. It's not, it's not like you know one of the things that South Park had over other animated shows was that because the animation was so bad, they can be relevant. Mm, so if something yeah. happened a week ago, they could put out an episode a week after. Yeah, that music yeah. video was before the burning. Well, exactly. Yeah. Mm. So they would have had they've had a, the number of sign offs they'd have had for that back in the editing suite. Yeah. You know what? Can we can we just reshoot this yeah, little bit here yeah. and. Yeah, we need to get the location right, yeah, because we need sunlight as well, so we need to do it over a week. The effort that they've gone for this. It's it's almost like she had it in her back pocket. Yeah, absolutely. Release it now, he's been a dick. Yeah. <laughs> there is apparently footage on social media as well showing Mauro with his suitcase arriving in the lobby of the hotel where she's staying. Galatasaray apparently not happy. Understandably. Yeah, he's just buggered off. I don't think anyone wants to see that. No. Do you know she she hosts the Argentinian version of The Masked Singer as well? So oh, can, Cole? Only imagine... He should turn up! He's going to pop up on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 there say. you go. Aha! <laughs> you can't get away. And he's just like clambering over the studio in like some ridiculous outfit trying to get her. Why does and he keep singing El Ultimo Romantico? Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> El Ultimo Romantico. Love it. Mm. I think it's a good place to finish the show. It is. Let's get uh, out of here. Let's get out of here. Um, oh, everybody. Now, you know here at the Ramble, uh, we often ta- uh, like to tackle the big uh, games and, and the big issues around football. Well, tomorrow, uh, it's not time for that. Uh, join us for the Ramble's Guide to Footballers Hair. From Pogba's divisive Barnets to Steve McLaren's unrivaled Hair Island to Ronaldo's wedge thing, uh, we're discussing perhaps the most important of any footballer's brand. Come join us tomorrow right here on the Ramble feed. And thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. Have you had your Ramble feed? Mm. (laughs) Mm, Delicious. Remember to vote for us. Yes. On the pinned tweet, on the FSA account. Rambler Ford is fine. We can do this. We can do this. World star. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Four more years. <laughs> Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. See you later. Thank you, Vitush Nandraj. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.